Hey, and welcome to See Something Sunday. I'm Jen, and this is my lovely wife, Rose. Hi. I'm going to see a play every Sunday, either Broadway or off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway or who knows, Uh and I will report back. And just as a reminder, I am doing this because I live here in New York City. I am fortunate to do so. You know, you have to win New York City every day, but there are some advantages, and one of them is being able to see a show whenever you want. In my case, Sundays. So what did you see this past Sunday, Jen? This past Sunday, I saw the other Josh Cohen at um, the Westside Theater. And as we discussed last week, you did not know anything about it other than there was some plaid. There was definitely some black and red plaid, yes. Okay, so what was it? Was it even a musical? What was it, a musical? It is a musical, as it turns out. Okay. It is a musical. But before we talk about the show itself, can I just say a word about audience etiquette? Please do. Was there a poorly behaved audience member? Was it you? It was not me. (laughs) Not this time, anyway. Um, Just, you know, the thing is, Mm-mm. There is a certain type of dude. I guess I don't mind it so much if it's a girl, and certainly if it's a child, I don't mind it at all. But who will come into the seat next to you, I happen to be on the aisle, and spread out. And I don't understand how they spread out so much. I mean, there are armrests. You shouldn't be able to spread out past that. But somehow this dude did. So I was, like, kind of leaning to the side of the aisle because I try to be a play person. To the other side, yeah. to not his side. And wanted to give him as much room as possible because he was a tall dude, to be fair. And so what he did in response was put his arm on the other armrest, the one we shared, and lean, I'd say, a good six inches into my seat. What? And then proceeded to fluff out his coat so one of it was on my what was on one of my legs. And that was like Did you say anything? That's crazy. I said <laughs> Dude. And he, you know, moved the coat but did not move his body. So then I did like a big shoulder roll thing like I was warming up. <laughs> And then I think he just thought I was crazy, and he leaned on the arm he shared with his daughter for at least five minutes before it came back to my arm, but never got back into my seat. I'm like, are you going to get in my lap? Was he just like, that's weird. Just oblivious. He wasn't trying to be, he didn't seem like a bad guy or a creep or anything. I was just like, you got to, it's like if you take dance, there's a bubble. You have to stay in your dance bubble. When you're an audience member, there is a seat bubble. Yes. And you should not. Sometimes seats, like, these were not bad, like, room-wise, but if you're tall or whatever, sometimes it's hard, but you should at least attempt. Yeah, or say sorry if you're, like, a little bit in yeah. another person's bubble. Absolutely like, be like, oh, sorry, I know my bag is, like, huge, I'm trying to keep it in my area. Or, like, this gentleman, you could go, oh. So I was like, <laughs> I've never actually seen somebody H-R-U-M-P-H before, but, alright. Who was on the other side? Uh, I believe it was his daughter. No, of you. Nobody was on the aisle. Oh, I was well, so at least excited. you had that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I tried to move out to be considerate, and boy, did that back. Should have let him be on the aisle. No! It, you wanted to be I on like that. to be on the aisle. I like to have an escape route at all times. If I go to Bikram Yoga or Hot Yoga, I need to be sweating in the place by the door. I won't leave the room. You do. But I need to be able to see the exit. You do like to have an exit strategy. I do. Always. And it a lot of times has paid off for me. So I appreciate your forethought. Nope, right out of there. Nope. That's a very good thing that you do. So did this man impact your enjoyment of the show? He kind of did because, well, I'll get to that in a minute. The other thing I want to say is about the venue. This is a very kind of small venue. Now, the thing I saw last week was Nassim that is also in a small kind of intimate venue. But there is some space between you and the actor. And in Nassim, I was... In the very front of the show, they needed somebody mm-hmm. to fill in. They just, they're like, you're single. Come with me. They just plunked me there. Even then, although, you know, the playwright was 
I think consciously making kind of awkward eye contact with the audience. It was, yeah. you know, on purpose. In this particular setup, the front row goes right up against the stage, and they're not that much lower down. And so when I'm in a venue like that, I'm always panicked whenever I accidentally catch someone's eye. Because if you go to a show in a Broadway theater that's really big, there's no way. They can't see you. You can't see them. Mm. But in a, in a venue this small, you absolutely will, like, awkwardly catch someone's eye, and then I panic inside. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I'm like, am I distracting you? Oh, my God, you think I'm being weird. And then I'm like, no, you're just trying to remember your lines. It's They're fine. They're just working. I don't know. It's a panic <laughs> moment. So I don't know if anybody else ever has that in a small theater. You're very lucky you did not go to NYU and have to go to everybody's, like, ETW show oh, no. where you were, like, in a black box with people that you knew but not well necessarily, like, friends of, like, your friends, like, co, you know, studio mate. And then, like, they're doing, like, a play where they're getting nude and, like, delivering a monologue directly to the audience. You know, like, who knows? And you're like, I didn't even know that's what this play was, but I should have known. Yeah. So maybe that would have inured you to I don't think I would end this. up at the ETW Experimental Theater Workshop. Is that it? A- yes. I don't think I would have. You would have had friends who were in ETW. I probably would have. If I had friends who were in ETW, you would have had friends who oh, were yeah. in ETW. You're right. You're right. They were smart. They so were anyway, interesting. My point here is it is a small venue, like small enough that if you're in the first two rows and you had a sweaty cast, which this was not, uh, you would definitely get sweat on you. So okay. you should just be aware of it if you go to see so the show. So intimate. Very intimate. Super friendly house, super friendly staff. So okay. go in. Mr. Man's all up in the lap. Yes. My buddy. Your seat. Him, Kirk. Your seatmate, Kirk. <laughs> my seatmate, Kirk. And eventually... I noticed that there is, on the stage, somebody robbing the stage. And he looks like a very skinny, very young Mark Zuckerberg. And we do not see him again throughout the show. What do you mean he's robbing the stage? Like, the stage is set up like an apartment. Oh, he's robbing it. And this young man is robbing the stage. So he's just, like, taking stuff from the set. Yeah. Like a computer or TV or, For sure. Also, like, a Star Wars shower curtain and somebody's snacks. Okay. He's just robbing it. Where is he putting it? Where is he putting everything? He's taking it out of the house. He's just taking it yeah, out and then he the comes door. back in, and this goes on for a while. This goes on for a while. It starts about five minutes before the show's supposed to start. Does everybody in the audience, like, notice it, or is no, everybody just no. like, oh, my buddy Kirk for was dinner. still chatting with his daughter, and I'm like, um, there's supposed, there, there's something, you know, there's like a little Yacht Rock playlist going on, definitely like some Christopher Cross. Did you feel right at home? Crofts. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darling, if you want me to be, oh my god, that was a problem. He was getting closer. Oh, gross. Um, so, this guy is robbing the stage, and it goes on for a while, and really, the audience, half of us were looking at the guy robbing the stage. He's doing a great job of robbing the stage. Very thorough. Took a, a, a cuckoo clock, took the curtains. Okay. Literally took everything. Leaves him, like, two things. A Neil Diamond CD. Okay. CD? Yeah. And a cat calendar. Like the hang in there ones? Sure. And so then he comes home. This is the other Josh Cohen returns home. Josh Cohen returns home. And, oh, by the way, if you stay, if you sit on the aisle at this show, you should know the people who do go up and down the aisles. So, okay. you know. Um, and then as he's come home, the other guy, you know, the other guy with the guitar, the cool Josh Cohen, comes and starts singing about what's going on. And so basically what it is, is this very schlubby kind of Josh Cohen is the one who's in real time. His apartment was just robbed. He has just made an absolute ass out of himself at a party. Right. Um, 
he, you know, he is kind of all of us in times when we've been down on our luck, but have strived to be really nice. Yeah, he's, he's also, just like having a hard time in a normal such way. A time, but he's such a nice guy. Okay, he's such a nice guy, but things just do not go his way. So you know, the and then you have the other Josh Cohen also wearing the red plaid shirt, singing along, telling the story, and they proceed from there. You go through the year in the life of Josh Cohen until he gets from point A, which is the kind of schlubby guy getting his apartment rub. Yes. To point B, which is the end of that year, which is he becomes know, the other Josh. He Cohen. becomes the other guy. He's a little different, but not that different. It tells you how he got there. Well, how did he get there? Oh my god! Are you going to reveal this well, yes, information yes. to us? He receives a check in the mail for fifty-six thousand dollars from another Cohen, but he does not know this person, and so he's like, "Should I cash the check? Why not?" Well, see, that's what literally everybody in his life tells him. Why don't you cash it? Go ahead and cash it. It has no, it's like a check folded up in a blank piece of paper. It's addressed to Josh Cohen. It's addressed to your address. Why wouldn't you cash it? Because he doesn't know who it is. So? So, well, he's a really good guy. He doesn't want to, like, rip somebody off. What if they made a mistake? So eventually he reaches the person guess what? It wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. Who was it for? Another Josh Cohen. That lived in the same place? No. He had, like, another zero in his address. Like, 33, 3rd uh, Avenue versus 330. Well, they must have appreciated that he was a good they guy They did not. It. Oh, they, they were, were mean about it. about it. The other Josh Cohen is not the nicest of guys. He's like, oh, that's my mother. You know, she's getting senile. He never calls her, so he didn't even know she sent the check. Really, totally could have cashed that check. Well, so what does he? So how does? So what? I'm sure something positive happens, though. Well, that's the end. What? Just just she's supposed to be. He goes through all this sturm und drang about how like nothing ever goes right for him, and it really, truly does not. Right. He's trying to be a good guy, but it's always just not working out. Always not working out, and you know nobody's on his side. Yeah, it's it's just really tough, and. At the end, when this other Josh Cohen is such a jerk to him, he's like, just stick it in the mail. Ew, right? The check. Yeah. Okay. But make sure you wrap it in a piece of paper so nobody knows it's in there. Yes, I understand. That's what he said to him. Yeah. It's kind of rude. So he starts writing to him, telling him all the stuff he could have bought with that $56,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day he gets another call from the woman who had originally sent the check. Or not a call, an, another letter from her. This time, clearly for him, with the correct address, mm-hmm. I check for $25 for his trouble. Aww. And her granddaughter's contact information. Oh, why? Why did she send her granddaughter's contact information? Her granddaughter has been living at home. Okay. See, I thought I'm giving away the ending. But I didn't see the ship, so I want to know. Okay, you want to know. Uh, her granddaughter's been living at home. She married to him. Divorce. Has been living at her father's house. Her okay. father being the other... The other Josh Cowan. Yes. The shitty Josh Cowan. Yes, and she's been reading the letters, and she really finds this guy very interesting. Aw, let's see, that's cute. So they get together, and they love each other, and I it's guess great. You have to see it. All right, we can leave it there. Uh, Neil Diamond shows up many times. The, like a true Neil Diamond, or well, just like a, I mean, like a allegorical a Neil lady Diamond? lady dressed up as Neil Diamond, but she does a very convincing job. But is it supposed to be Neil Diamond within the show? Yes. Like a true, He's actual... But, like, why would he know? Because that's the only music he still has, is the Neil Diamond CD. So he's just imagining that Neil Diamond is there. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Neil Diamonds in real life. Well, I know you did. You harassed him in the, like, <laughs> I alley at NYU. You and Nicole and, like, Orlando. And Julian, we did. We did harass him. Well, I hope he enjoyed it. He did. He was, like, so excited. He felt like he had, like, you know, like, like young fans. I like, we Neil were really Because okay. his, his security guard was like, hey, guys, hey. And Neil Diamond was like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> like, let him come. <laughs> he was really nice. And we both, we all talked about how NYU is too expensive. And they should have given him something more than just a crappy Letterman jacket. He was Neil Diamond, and they could have given him well, something. Why was he there? He was performing. Had like gone to NYU and yes, dropped yes. out to be Neil Diamond? As company. many famous people did. Everybody who's super famous and went to NYU did not finish. So the new school. he went to NYU and then he dropped out to Neil Diamond it up. Um, but he was back to sing to us on the uh, Founders Day or Strawberry Festival or whatever the hell it was. They didn't even give him an like, honorary degree? They did give him an honorary okay. degree. And they gave him a jacket. And we were like, that's still cheap. Like, we were just, we were very, we wanted, we were in a mood. Um, mm-hmm. And we were like, they're so cheap around here. And he was like, yes. And we're like, yes, Neil Diamond. So he's a great guy. Yeah, I could well, say in true life. He is like everybody's best self. The real <laughs> life is the real life. So is the music, is it the music of Neil Diamond? Like, what's the music? No, no, it really is the music of Neil Diamond. Um, I have got to say something about the performers, though. Every one of those people, except for perhaps the schlubby Josh Cohen, plays at least two instruments and often... Oh, man! The one girl who was on the right side of the stage played, like, that that little mouth thing with the keyboard was a harmonium. Sure, yeah. And uh, the violin and the keyboards and definitely a guitar and I think maybe a ukulele at one point. No, these people are very, very good. They're dolly partening it up. They were dolly partening their faces off. And everybody played multiple characters. That's very cool. It's very hard to read like the cast, like who's in the cast. Yeah, because they're all like, like, this is one group of people, another group of people. It literally says that. I wish I could find it. I've lost my program. I'm very upset. We'll find it. Well, so what kind of music is it? Oh, I would say it's mostly guitar-driven. But is it, like, Some bulky? In is it rock? Is it, Diamond? is it pop music, would you say? I wouldn't, really. Would you say it's, like, a yacht rock type thing? No. What type it's of like music? It's like acoustic. It's, like, acoustic guitar-driven, a lot of it. Because the narrator, the future Josh Cohen, has an acoustic guitar. And it actually becomes So is this, like, a coffeehouse situation? <laughs> Soft rock, I guess. Like a back? What are we talking about I, here? I would not say back, no. What type of music? I don't know! <laughs> you you pride yourself on knowing a lot of songs. Well, I do know a lot of songs. So what type of songs would you say this reminds you? Some of them were very evocative of Neil Diamond. Okay. But in an acoustic guitar type way? No, I mean in general. Some people also played regular Okay, like electric, electric guitar. guitar. I guess like that kind of like coffee rock. I don't know. Coffee rock? I don't know. Like an alt rock? Yeah. Acoustic alt-rock. Okay, acoustic alt-rock. Um, was it fun? Was it exciting? Did you enjoy this show? It was what was fun. your It was very cute. Take. They really were concentrating on the virtues of being a nice person, which is not something that you get a lot of in New York. No. At all. Never. Like, in any way, shape, or form. That's not what we're known for. No. Although we are very nice at heart. It's not like an outward nice. No. But Josh Cohen is a nice guy. And it was really set nice in guy. New York. It was set in New York, for sure. Had the lesbians downstairs, 
Oh, how fun. Or down the hall. Yeah, yeah. How fun. We are they. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, like, who was the the writer of this show? Had they done anything before? Is this their first show? What's the, where is it? Oh, I've lost my Origin. program. All right. I think it was workshop for a really long time. I feel like this has been de- in development for a while. Okay. I've heard about it before. Really, again, didn't know anything about it, but I heard about it before. Okay. It was one of those things that took a long time to get where we go. And I mean, people were cosplaying it at Broadway Con. So. Uh, there were definitely at least two pictures of people with them. It's out there. Yeah, it's out there. And how was the audience reception of it? What was the feel in people the, in the room? People seemed really happy when they left. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uplifting. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. And at the end, they said they were going to start collecting. They weren't set up to do it yet for um, Michael J. Fox Foundation because, you know, Parkinson's is a fact about Michael J. Fox, apparently Neil Diamond. I didn't know that. I don't know about him himself or somebody in his family and also cast members. So that was very nice. This is all very positive. It is all very positive. It was a fun show. And you're keeping it positive. Yes. And uh, whoever played his, I think it was his aunt, was hilarious. Some of the performers were so funny. Was it like realistic aside from this no. fake Neil Diamond? And the... There's a fake Neil Diamond! No, but I mean, was it like in... A real world. It's in New York. It's 100% New York. Okay. I would give this show a shot. This is, now this is me giving an opinion. <laughs> but that's the thing. Would I would, yeah, yeah. You probably gone to see it. Otherwise? Probably not. I probably would not have gone to see it, but now that you're telling me about it, it sounds like it was like worth going to Everybody's see. Everybody's creepy supers in it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. Who assures you everything is fine? Let's look up who wrote it. I'm curious now. The two guys who are who star in it wrote it. I just don't recall their names. Other Josh Cohen by David Rossmer and Steve Rosen, who it looks like play the Josh Cohens. Yes. Is that accurate? Yes. Um, yes. It's been extended by popular demand. Oh, well, that's terrific. I'm so glad. There, there, that's, that's the, uh, aunt. it's, she's so funny. Oh, this looks fun. It is fun. It does. I mean, like a lot of characters. all play a million instruments, and plus you have a lady playing Neil Diamond, so. Yeah. It's it fun. It says, it's a fun score and a clever book. It is. It is. Was it clever? It, you know, well, I told you what happens, but I did not particularly see that ending coming, because he really loses his shit for a minute there. But, you know, it's. It's it's fun. It, I think it works really well in a small house. I don't know how well it would work in, like, a really big one. I understand what you're saying. They're not going to take it, like, like scene. where was Cats? <laughs> I have no idea where Cats was. Um, I only know that you didn't want to see Cats. You wanted nothing to do with Cats. No. You would not Cats. No, it's about Cats. Why would I go see that? I don't know. All right, well, good. That sounds like a successful Sunday. And did you have any beverages while you were there? That's always an important there are part of any. No theater. beverages that I could say. No beverages for sale. No, that I saw. Wow. There's a bathroom and it's downstairs, but wow. Yeah, I didn't see anything for sale. Bold move. Well, I think it's again, it's a small theater. It's a small theater, but small. you know, one little can of wine or something would go on there. One can this. of wine is your request. <laughs> My kingdom for a can of wine. That usually hands you in a can, you as can. you can tell by what we're drinking out of. Yeah, we're drinking out of, oh yes, we should say, Jen's drinking out of a Hamilton glass this evening, and I'm drinking out of a Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two. Very good for at that particular collection. It did have a great for And they'll bring it to your chair if you download the app. 
That was confusing. It was not confusing. You put your seat number in. They bring it to you. You just don't want to do it. I found it confusing. Oh. It I sounded think. like more work than just standing in the line. It's fine. I can stand in the line. I'm going to stand in the line. Okay, so what are you going to see next week? Well, I have not bought my tickets yet. I am considering the Book of Mormon. For Mormon. Com- not Mormon. I've seen the Book of Mormon. Uh, the Book of Mormon, in which two Mormons <laughs> who are, you know, proselytizing, I guess. Doing their thing. Doing their thing. Um, they're on mission, I guess, is what you would say. They uh, ring the doorbell of Ethel Merman. We're all going to go ahead and ignore that she's no longer with us. But this could have been taking place in the past. I don't think it's supposed to. And I, I feel like uh, there are show tunes that ensue. That sounds fun. Yeah. Is I, it like a pastiche kind of thing? I or? don't know anything about it. Okay, we don't know anything about it. All right, what else? This is, is my jam. What else is possible? I don't know what else I want to see. What else do I want to see? The Ferryman. That's what my mom wanted to go see with you. Yeah. All right, so possibly the Book of Mormon. Possibly the Book of Mormon. I have a soft spot for a belter. I always find it very impressive. I definitely would want to see what that was about. Like, I have a soft spot for a voice that can, like, like make the bone in your, your <laughs> chest shake. I'm always like, how did you do that? Well, I mean, I would want to see, first of all, who's playing Ethel Merman. How oh, are they up. playing her? What's going on? I what are they going to be singing? How does this have to do with Mormons? Are you just making a pun? Can this pun sustain a two-hour experience? I'm curious, but again, probably wouldn't go see it. See, that's why I'm going by myself. But I, I want to know if it's good. Right. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I want to know if it's fun. Well, I mean, again, with the exception of a very few things we've seen, most things are fun. Ultimately. There are some things that are or, not fun. The or, Pillow Man or, was not Or August fun. Osage County shattering. That was fun, though. But that it was exciting. I would not see that's fun. Once was theater. fun, but it was upsetting. I twice. No, I'm talking about Once the Play. Oh, Once was fun. But it was there sad. There was a bar on the stage. Why really do we talk sad. so much about alcohol? I don't drink that much. At the theater. Oh. Everybody has a beverage. Once had a bar on the stage. Nobody would go with me. I went to Once. Yeah, you wouldn't go on the stage with me and get a beer. Why? They had it set up for you. I'm the audience, Jen. You're not going to break down that wall? No. Okay. I will say when we saw one, there was a couple of people that had trouble getting back to their seats at intermission. <laughs> All right. So any, it's your podcast. Do you have to say okay. what we're doing now? Well, I think that next week I will go see possibly the Book of Merman. I'll report back. And until then, it's Sunday. You're in the city. Go see something. <laughs>